Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast, Season 3. With your host, Byron Rogers, this podcast is dedicated to the executive protection practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're gonna talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect her children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family, I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, enjoy the show. Out. Boom! What's up, you guys? Byron Rogers here with another episode of the Protector Podcast and EPL. I'm gonna put this one on both because it's gonna be that good. Uh, and I'm here with a good friend that I've known like since the beginning, y'all. Uh, Eric Schmidt, man. How you doing, brother? I'm good. How are you, dude? I'm doing real good. It's an honor to have you on the show. <laughs> we Happy so back. Far... No, yeah, to have you back on the show. We <laughs> go so far back. He was just reminding me of some things I did. <laughs> <laughs> back in the day that some of you probably <laughs> but I, they were like they're like those when you just started memories where you're like oh my gosh i did do that then <laughs> but hey the path is is is, is definitely uh, uh mountains and valleys so it's awesome to have those people who can bring those memories back but nonetheless eric is a digital trainer he's one of the spooky guys that we call upon sometimes when we want to get things done behind the digital veil and now with the world i mean in the private security industry these skills are becoming more and more important because there's like a whole nother level of threats this whole you know you 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 your signature has a whole nother threat profile to it now you know you have like a digital kind of are you an attractive uh prey are you an attractive you know uh someone that's going to attract problems to you uh, or if you have a certain social economic status you know, how well are you defended against these types of attacks versus, you know, just the physical and reputation and things like that that we usually worry about. So the world's changing. And now I believe every team in the game, and I mean, even all the way up to every parent in the game, should have someone like Eric on the bench. So it's an honor to have you here, brother. I'm glad to be back. Is this episode 105 or what number is this going to be here? Dude, I think, shoot, I mean, I don't know when I'm going to drop this. This might be. This is probably gonna be like one oh, might be one ten by the time we drop. So we're like seventy something since I last saw you on here. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah, man. So we're we're we broke a hundred episodes, and actually, since you brought that up, as fate would have it, I got this urge. I've been getting these urges to put out information. I was like, I'm about to drop this episode on this one topic that's been driving me crazy, and it's actually a series because I'm gonna do one on soft skills. And I was talking and I dropped my I dropped my topic, I put it in the hopper, and it was exactly episode 100. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, man, we've gone far, man. It's been a beautiful journey. And you're you guys, if you guys don't know, we've already done an episode with Eric. You should go back and listen to it. It's like season one, like it's episode like, 35 or something. Yeah, man. And my first podcast. Yeah, heck, you've been on some since then. Have you been on any since then? I've been on the virtual wire ever since 
Really? <laughs> yeah, I've been around the circuit. Heck yeah, man. That's that's where it's at, man. That's where it's at. Awesome. So really, you know, as I always like to start off, man, who are you at your core? And has it changed since the first time? Man, I don't even know <laughs> if you were asking that back then, but I, I had that's to think true. about it. Yeah, I had, uh, I you know, without cheating and going back through everyone else's answers, besides just being a, a good person, you know, a good man, at yeah. my core, when I thought about it for this interview, I'm a problem solver. Yeah. And uh, I, I say that because it's, you know, whether it be, doesn't matter, food on the table, problem solver, start a business, get money, you know, yeah. work, work issues, problem solver, whatever it is, that's why I'm at my core. I seem to find a way to get things done like we all do. Yeah. No, I think that's uh, very simple, you know, but like simplicity, the ultimate sophistication, like that's extremely valuable. Um, Oh yeah. And if you're not a problem solver, like this is like, this is something, in fact, even especially like when I hire people, this is one of the biggest things I look for is, you know, what's the quality of the problem you're asking me for help on? You know what I'm saying? So like when they come back to me and they're like, I need help. I can't figure it out. Like it's like straight up. I am grading them on the quality of the problem you're bringing me because I can tell the measure of a man by the measure of his problems. You know what I'm saying? Like, Did you work on this for a while? Are you just trying to get out? Like, did your parents help you too much as a kid? So you're bringing this to me right now, (laughs) you know, or do you have an actual quality problem? You know what I'm saying? Like, so did you Google it first before you asked me that question? Yeah, yeah. YouTube and work on it. No, that's good, man. I love that. Um, how did you get into doing what you're doing, man? So I, I guess I'll kind of bring everybody up to speed because last time we had a, a podcast, I was kind of like, oh, I can't talk about it too much, yeah. you know, but right. those days are behind me. So um, law enforcement for nine years, I was a probation officer here in Southern California. I made my way to a high tech crimes task force. So that's what I was doing during the last time, uh, working very high profile investigations, kind of the intelligence side of it, and also doing mainly digital forensics, which for those that don't know, taking the ones and the zeros off a phone, a computer, whatever, converting them to a report, finding bad things and giving it to the court or whoever the stakeholder was. So uh, you name the three letter agency, four letters, I probably worked with them, did some stuff with them, did some cool projects. Unfortunately, COVID and what seems to be a series of bad decisions. Because see, I could see this. I could say those things now about, yeah. <laughs> about yeah. organizations, but nothing on my part. Just um, unfortunate events and maybe some leadership issues cut my position, and mm-hmm. so I was at crossroads where it was either go back to doing line work in law enforcement as a probation officer or take the skill set that I had and run with it. And for me. Um, just to be real with y'all, I mean, leaving law enforcement and the pension and all that stuff at a very young age is a hard, hard decision. But I'll tell you yeah. what flipped it for me. My mm-hmm. wife said to me right at that decision making time, she said, you know, at this point in your career, mm-hmm. your job is interfering with your work. And that's when I knew I had to bounce out. My, my time was done. <laughs> yeah, why yeah. life, man? I know. Stand some things, bro. You got yourself. Uh, a great egg on her, man. That's what's up, dude. I do. So that, that transitioned me to the, the private sector. Um, I decided to keep playing with computers and ones and zeros. So I came over to a, a company called Magnet Forensics. And now 
my nine to five. I'm a forensics trainer. So I teach corporations, governments, law enforcement officers how to um, do the same thing I did on the team, which was get data off of computers or anything with an on button and present it for whoever their stakeholders are. That's what I do now. So if you guys have realized by now, Eric's a lot smarter than me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and that's why we work together. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. We have right. done work together. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my nine to five. And then I do the consulting stuff with you and we do some, some spooky things with, you know, all what on buttons and whatever. <laughs> yeah, man. No, that's awesome. Um, and that background, man, like being able to dig into the belly of the beast, uh, you've seen some things and that's really what this conversation is. Yeah. About. Helping people understand, like there isn't a person that's under the sound of our voices that doesn't need to know really how to protect themselves in this respect. Now, I know there's a lot of them that don't understand how important protecting themselves in this respect is. And that's, that's I think, a huge problem, man. Yeah. Why do you, what do you like about this work? Like, what drew you into this? Like, what is, the, what is the thing, you know? You know, to be honest, I'm not sure because when I first got into my you're assignment. Physical, you're a physical guy. Like, you're like me. Yeah. You know? Like, you're, you know, you're like jock kind of ish yep. guy. Like, John Pounder, <laughs> let's kick in some doors, you know? So it's, it's, I love when I see guys that have both, you know, like beast off X-Men, you know, it's like, that's what's up. Yeah. Well, I got to do that in, in law enforcement. I mean, you wouldn't think as a probation officer, we would do that, but everything I wanted to do in law enforcement, I did kicked in doors. I did it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I got to the assignment, I was on the task force. I didn't know necessarily what I was getting into. And when I saw like my first class on like binary and hexadecimal data, I was like, no, not for me. Like I want, <laughs> I want no part of it, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, I'll, like I'll admit if something's not for me, but for me, it was the challenge of, I'm not going to fail period. So I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And then I ended up falling in love with this whole data privacy, cybersecurity side of, of things that I didn't know I had in me. Wow. That's awesome, man. That's so you stayed with the process long enough for it to really like to really tease out components of the work that you found really actually quite interesting. And then you could dive in. Right. And it was just a whole side that no one was talking about. Like, you know, your show has been around for like, two years, this yeah. podcast. Yeah. So I was still like just learning the, the job I was doing at two years. And I, and I heard you and I was like, Oh yeah, whatever happened to me pursuing like private security stuff in my life. And then I was like, I bet this could apply to that market and that field and that's when i started teaching and that's when you saw my class so yeah no and that stuff's awesome i've never i'm probably at the stage you were at when you very first got in there where i was just like this is a whole nother world like this is an ology and then when i say you know to people wanting to get in the private security industry i'm like there's a place for anybody in the private security industry oh yeah even if you're not a physically potent like ground pound dude you know, there's so much you can do on the Intel side, on the digital side, on the Cove Pro, the covert protection side. Uh, you know, women have all kinds of roles that they can only really only they can do in our game, you know. So there is so much this field. And I, I dropped this actually in a post earlier today. You know, don't listen to people that have just been in the industry forever about what that the industry has to offer because in a lot of cases just because they haven't done it they might think it's not being done but i'm here to tell you there are some organizations you wouldn't think that have private security and pri- a whole bunch of private dudes doing all kinds of things that you you have we have no idea about so this it's like 
there's a place for everyone in this thing. Yeah, I agree. I think it should be a foundation, you know, like that should be part of, I've never been in EP school, but you know, how to Google stuff and use search operators should be like day one. How do you get your client to the closest restaurant that they want that only serves this kind of food? Yeah, You know, like there's so many things that you can use this stuff for. 100%. And now, you know, and I've been saying this forever because I was a C student and C students hire A students, right? Me too. <laughs> I'm not really B minus to big character. I'm genuinely a C student at heart, you know what I'm saying? And uh, now I've been saying this forever. This era of our of the world, it's not about what you know. It's about how well you can leverage the tools at your yeah. disposal. That's the guy that wins, you know. Uh, managers beat specialists every single time. So if you can manage those digital assets at your fingertips, you have all the what all the knowledge that humanity has consolidated online in the palm of your hand and your cell phone at all times, man. It's amazing. You ever <laughs> seen that episode? Not a let like Joe Rogan. I think it was the first Elon Musk where Elon is saying, like, we're all cyborgs, you know, like we've got this thing in our hand, like we're supercomputers. Now we just have to apply it to EP. Yeah. That's huge. No, I got to catch up on those, man. Elon Musk is the dude. I'm plotting on that Tesla truck too, by the way, man. I'm just <laughs> did <laughs> you buy a Tesla? You bought one, didn't you? Did. I did. I got the Y and I love it. It's amazing. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, 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 it's been the best buying experience. It's, it's amazing, man. And I actually, I tarot it out all the time. So it's yeah. literally just like makes money. <laughs> You'll have to come pick me up on one of those. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> ridiculously fast faster than, i mean i've driven them for clients but like you don't drive a client's car like that you know right so then you finally get in one you're like well let's see how fast this thing really is i hit the gas man and my i was holding my cell phone it flew out of my <laughs> out of my hand smacked me in the face like it scared me it was like being on a motorcycle but in a car you know yeah so, my goodness so i'm 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 kind of hooked on them now to tell you the truth man. please right. tell me that you were holding that phone saying boom when you hit that gas pedal <laughs> i should have been <laughs> and right now eric's like i can hack into your entire <laughs> i can hide well, i was just gonna say like i'm man i wouldn't mind borrowing that from you and hooking it up to some things and taking a little peek <laughs> peek inside peek under the hood behind yeah. the Jeez, man that's that's a whole other thing crazy <laughs> Digging into the technical stuff, man. What would you say are some of the common mistakes that most common mistakes you're seeing people make online, civilians, clients, uh, just anyone? You know, what are the pitfalls out there that civilians don't think about? Passwords. And I'll give you a perfect example, um, minus the work that we've been doing recently and stuff. But this is going to hit your client in the form of an email where you get that someone is logging in from India to your Hulu account and you're like, uh oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> and uh, this yeah. happened to me personally a while ago when we were talking about doing this podcast. It hit my wife, yeah. and I was like, "All right, it's either you know a phishing campaign, someone's trying to get her to click on a link, or it's legit." And it yeah. was legit. And then the next email came in, you know, Etsy account, and then the next email was I forget what service, but another wow. streaming service. And I'm like, "Oh man, someone's in our stuff." And we're going downhill quick. And it's just a matter of time before they get to the bank, right? So what I did, and this is what everyone else can do. If you see that kind of activity on, depending on the platform, if it's say Facebook or Instagram, you can go into your settings and check your currently logged in location. So that's one thing you can do. You can see, is this a legitimate login? 
yeah. right? And it'll tell you the IP address and you could search that on the internet to see what country it's coming from. Um, the next thing that you can do if that, if that is the behavior that's going on, right? So someone's in your client's account or your account, you want to find out how, how they got that information. So, uh, did you go on mute or no, you're good. No, I'm good. Okay. I saw you talk, but no words come out. So I was kind of freaking out there. Yeah, no, I was like following along. <laughs> and that information is just in the back office of your social media platform. Right. Nice. That's not even too spooky yet. Yeah, not too spooky yet. Yeah. So you want to find out how, I mean, how did someone get into this account? So when I started seeing that activity on my wife's accounts, so I'm thinking someone knows what I do. They're after me. My first thought is always paranoia, right? Which it wasn't. <laughs> so the what you could do is you could just check any number of free resources. So just for example, have I been pwned, P-W-N-E-D. If you run your email address in that website, it'll tell you amongst other things, if you've been in a data breach. So right away, when I plugged in my wife's email, I knew, hey, she's been in a data, in a data breach, here's where. And so that immediately tells me for the most part right away, someone just grabbed her password. It was a very simple login. And then they just went to a different website and tried the same credentials, which worked because Oops. same password, right? Yeah. So when it comes to the the remedy or the solution, password managers. You got to use password managers. You can't use the same password in more than one spot. That's how that's how these attacks happen, right? It's a what? very, yeah. You can't use the same password. <laughs> I know. And it can't be no. password one, that's two, three. Yeah, or your birthday. Right. So it, it's, you know, it's LastPass or Bitwarden or KeyPass. You name a service, you pick one, stick with it, and use that these password protection and and uh, and can you send me links to all these things after oh, yeah yep. people can 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 eat this stuff up uh, and they can just listen to us you know um have i been pwned is a website that's going to help you understand if you've been breached yeah and most likely everybody has right so you search by email address and it'll tell you hey you've been in the adobe breach you were in the linkedin breach you were in this breach and it's safe to assume that we all have one or more compromised passwords out there. So, you know, the hacker guy sitting over in wherever he's at is going to say, if that password worked here, I'm just going to try it on this next website and this next one. And sure enough, that's how they get in. Wow. And then they just buy stuff on Etsy until. Or lock you out. They change your passwords. They, you know, there's a lot of stuff they can do um, once they're in, but you know, good luck getting your <laughs> your accounts and credentials back if if they've pivoted so far to where they start taking over other things like your utility bill and you know just weird things that they can do. Wow! And they just sit there and got nothing better to do, and they got Wi Fi. That's it. Yep. And they probably have an itinerary of things they're gonna hit. So yeah, I'm sure they have a checklist. It would just be like me doing an, a workup on a target. You know, I've got my checklist of all the things that I'm gonna check too. So. Wow. And especially if they know your geographic location, like they hopped on your <clears throat> social media account and saw where your geotags are and like where yep. your mom checked in when she was at your barbecue, you know. <laughs> dog <And> names. <laughs> dog names. Jeez. Yeah. That's what, that's one. They find your stuff through your dog names. Well, it's I'm I'm thinking like security questions, right? Like name your first oh, pet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I actually do I do a really funny presentation okay. on that at conferences that uh, is hilarious, but that's for another day. And then, okay, solid. And then, last pass 
was is, is basically a password manager. And yeah. I guess what I always worry about with these password managers is that you will not be able to get access to your password when you need to log in. So you just need to remember your one password to your last pass account, right? Yeah. So there's different, like, I know someone's listening to this podcast going, oh my God, I can't believe he told people to use a password manager. Cause if that gets compromised and everything, you know, and, and I get it. So we're talking about single points of failure versus backup is the data encrypted. But if we just all use, if all of us used a password manager, we would shut down so much of this nonsense and bad behavior that's going on. Uh, if we could just adopt that one thing now, could it fail? Could the servers go down? Could we lose that data? Yeah, but print a backup copy and keep it in a safe in your house, you know. Now, what about the password uh, option on like iPhone, like iTunes, like on my MacBook and on my phone there? I was like, use strong password, like real safe to use. Is that cool or is that like not cool? Uh, <laughs> it depends on... Um, it always wants me to use it. And I'm always like, nah, I got my little menu of passwords. Yeah. It, uh, well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a digital forensic analyst, right? So, (laughs) (laughs) so I mean, it, it depends, but if, if you could adopt that as a habit, like if you could use your iOS keychain to start creating passwords for you, instead of typing in password one, two, three, yes, I would say that's, that's better. It depends who you are as a target. You know what I mean? If you were a high profile person, there might be different practices there. Yeah. Okay. So the last pass and this other website you mentioned are probably ideal. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then you want to, you want to turn on two factor authentication on everything. You know what I mean? You should be getting that email or that text at the minimum of, of everywhere you log into. Nice. So this is building a fortress to all the little, like, like, gateways into your digital freaking properties basically right i'm just thinking back to like with you know without getting into details the client that we had and i was like man this is a nightmare of a of a scenario because you can't determine where the attack came from but if you do a b c and e change your password use two-factor authentication wipe your devices get new accounts you're not going to get someone back in there you know what i mean not in those delivery yeah not in those properties but then you have to say la vie to the ones that you already had that were compromised or is there a way to get them out of there it depends yeah so um and one of the other things you can do is like for your apple account let's say like let's say that that's the account in question instead of just going in and seeing your like your logged in locations or whatever you know in your apple profile you can actually download your own data, which will include the IP addresses that you've logged into your iCloud account from. So there's like little tips and tricks that you can do, including backup all your data. Like if you're going to yeah. jump iPhones and you want to take all your stuff with you, but start fresh, you just yeah. privacy.apple.com and download your data and you can get a, get a fresh start there. Okay. Solid, man. What would you say biggest hazards? with kids and technology and tech and phones and social media. Yeah. Well, you know, I got a boy on the way in a two months here and I, I'm, I'm scared for him because yeah. of my knowledge level. <laughs> yeah. no, that's so real, man. I, I recently got tied up with some guys that do human trafficking stuff yeah. and training and awesome, Austin cadre. And, um, uh, I, 
look at my kid now and I'm just like, just when you know what's out there and you know what's happening to kids and you look at your kid and you see the innocence and the beauty and all that, man, it just is a hard thing even to imagine that's happening as we speak all around the world. It's like, that's like definitely one of those things that makes you want to hoist the black flag. So I, 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 I feel the same thing, man. When I look at, I'm just like, ah, and she'll be well protected. And so will the rest of them. Yeah. yeah. You got to plug me in with those HT guys. Cause I used to, to do a lot of training on that. It's, it's scary how fast you can, you know, digitally grab a kid online. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's out of control. Absolutely, man. I will. Solid dudes. <laughs> um, so, you know, kids playing around with phones, like what types of things should parents look out for? What kinds of things are happening? Out there? I'm, uh, I, I mean, I, it's, it's confusing because you can either say how much does a parent want to intervene and yeah. be all about the business or how much does a, you know, do you want to stay disconnected from that? So you can use the, the restrictions on Apple and Android to restrict some of that, but I was a kid too. And I know that, you know, I'm going to find a way, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So it's, um, I'm kind of low key working on a, on a solution for that, that I, mm-hmm. I mean, this is like a long-term thing, right. That I'm trying to to figure out and solve that problem. But, um, unless you know someone then tell me, cause I'd love to talk to them, but I think it's just a matter of you in this day and age, I think you have to get involved a little more than you might want to as a parent because these these companies facebook and snapchat and all them they're not doing enough to protect our kids period i mean that's a fact yeah so i i think you've got to intervene you've got to check those phones you've got to you got to get involved because it's too easy you know what about like is there software that will alert you to like contact negative like predatorial contact or at least just let you know what your kids doing on their little devices yeah I'm, I'm sure there is there's there's obviously not obviously but there is absolutely software that does that however that same software is being used by bad people like human traffickers to keep their you know their uh girls or boys whatever in line and check in on them like spy software so yeah i mean there's two sides of of every coin yeah interesting but for like a parent that has like a yeah tween you know that's coming up in the game that's in their little room with their little yeah you have to give them so they don't jump off of the cliff (laughs) you know because they have to get integrated to the digital age you know it's like more important than driving almost these days at some age you know at some point yeah Did, did you see the article about um I think it was a cheerleader mom or something that, but she was using deep fakes to generate like fake nudie videos or pictures of these other girls on her daughter's cheerleading team. Did you hear about this? No, that's, I mean that. So uh, basically you can generate deep fakes, right? So I, I put someone else's face on your body and you're a famous actor. And now I can, you know, make you do whatever you want and say, basically. And of course this mom had used it for a bad purpose, but going back to your conversation, everything that you put out there, images, pictures, videos, your voice, my voice right now, that can all be used with AI to generate us to say things that we might not say. So it's just, if I had to say anything, I guess, as a parent is 
whatever you say is there forever. And if you see anything weird, tell me so I can address it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What types of, what types of tools and like, what, what does it look like if a predator, what kinds of things are they doing? Are they like trying to get the kids to come out um, and meet with them? Are they like, grooming them via conversations and things like that like how does it how does a predator get their hands on a kid using using social media and things like that uh it starts with grooming just yeah. kind of like general luring and grooming conversation or, or lifting up with self-esteem commenting yeah. on photos and videos and then there's a covert aspect of that so you think you're talking to you know, a 16 year old boy and he's 45 years old with a covert account you know, or a sock puppet that we would call it. Um, So it it really just starts with conversation and then building self-esteem and then meeting up or attempting to meet up or video chat for proof of life. Meaning like, you know, if, if I see you in a live video, then I know you're not a cop, you know, or something like that. Interesting. It's a lot easier than you think. Really? Yeah. Even for underage kids to get out. Yes. Yeah. A lot easier than it should be, for sure, if parents are doing their jobs. Right. Like, there's a website. I I don't remember. You were in the class, I think, where I showed it. But I don't know if you remember this. We filtered Snapchat profiles down by, like, age and then gender and sex and location. And we, like, pulled up really young kids really fast with bad photos. Like, it's insane what you can do. Wow. Yeah. And then that's your target. Those are your target packages to sit there and work on behind your computer. Yeah. If you're a bad guy. Only fans is a big one. Really? Uh, are you familiar with only fans? Yeah. But isn't it like you pay to see the, 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 whoever it is, do whatever weird stuff they're into that you're into. Sure. Right? Little kids are getting on there and like being like, yeah, give me 10 bucks and I'll like do stuff. Yep. Or you can have access to my private photo stash where I'm doing bad things for money because everyone's got their own little hustle. Right. And the problem is that we're not as parents, we're not understanding these things or we're not adapting as fast as the technology is. And so you've got, you know, little Susie there in her room doing bad things. She's a minor for money. She's making a ton of money, but now her stuff's out there and she's a victim at that point. Yeah. And how come like, and law enforcement just isn't able to keep up with tracking down on underage OnlyFans. How does? Well, I guess all they got to do is make an account and say they're eighteen, and then like they're right. on the record until whatever algorithm picks them up. Maybe. Yeah, and you're you're right. It's it's all based on algorithms and people providing their truth, you know, for for their age and stuff. And yeah. the other part of that is we're busy, you know. And then the other part of that is is the victim even going to come to law enforcement? Are they going to even talk about it? Cause yeah. they might not. Interesting. They might like balling out of control and being able to afford their first car. We would call that a red flag. You know, if you're, if your kid's driving a, a Lambo and they're 17, 18 years old and you don't know where that money's coming from. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But we're in the age of the, the, the friend parent. So yeah. it's like, what are most of these parents going to do? They can't even like get their dogs to be disciplined. You know what I mean? I know. <laughs> you go over the house and dogs like run around, about like teabagging people. And they're like, no, puppy, stop, please. And you're like, seriously, get your dog under control. Like, right. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, think, 
I got like 200 some odd pounds of dog in my house. Sometimes it's a lot. Sometimes it's literally, it's literally like prison in here. It's like two, two, two dudes running around the house. I got to grab that. Your dogs are scary, man. They are beefcakes. Yeah, man. No, they're heavy duty. But, you know, when I'm not at the house, they're skirmishers. You know, give the wife just enough time to get all the hardware out. You know? Right. <laughs> Heck yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, the noise pollution alone will make people think twice trying to come into this place. That's a good deterrent, man. A medium sized dog. That's sometimes all it takes. Yeah, man. Uh, what, are there any tools like digital tools you can think of that are like the best kind of good tools that people can think about implementing? to keep a digital eye on their kids and their animals and things well their kids and families or people they care about or clients. Yeah, I would um if you're looking for specific software to manage that, I would say Google it. But the easiest way to like for example, if you want to know where your kids are at, right? Use the Apple app, find my they keep renaming it, find my friends or family, whatever. Find yeah, my, my I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Track them. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. Worst case scenario, you know where your kid's at. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know. 100%. No, I, I I agree with that. And I'm hearing a lot, you know, a lot of kidnappings and abductions. That's one of the first things they dump is that phone. So if that yeah. phone is dumped, and then that's that's like your last known location. I've actually uh, been part of a, a kidnapping recovery where literally we just very quickly logged in, find my iPhone found the victim and went right up on him and just at gunpoint ripped the dude out of the car and recovered the victim like within minutes. It's wow. quick. Yeah. Outstanding, man. Yeah. Um, is there a phone that's safer iPhone versus the droid? <laughs> <laughs> you had to, you had to. Well, yeah. let me ask you this, right? Are, if are your, I don't want to say your clients because that'll like, you know, be specific to your clients, but are the clients in the industry, are they like, we only want this phone? I mean, they all have these weird little proclivities, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some of them, you know, they're, and they've, they're in every category, you know, one client's like, I only like this brand of car. The other client's like, I only drink this brand of water. So it's like, not weird if they're like, I only want this type of technology around me and you're fired if you don't use droids, you know, yeah, the the problem with the phones is it's not uh, it's not so much an argument about which brand. They're both secure, depending on your definition of that and how the user uses it. So it really comes down to the user, their security practices, and what their their threat is. You know, is it location data? Because really, I mean, if you've got a phone, we're going to find you. Period. I mean, there's no, you know what I mean? Like, there's just. Yeah. If if you're using a phone and you're not a tinfoil hat person doing absolutely everything you can to to mask your identifiers from that phone, you're going to be located. So um, what I say to to a lot of people is, look, if you're talking about Android or Apple, which one's more secure and user friendly? I would say go Apple. Yeah. But okay. for security, they're both very secure if you do it the right way. Right. So what, what I'm I guess what I'm tripping up, what I'm stumbling into is the real security that people need to learn how to implement is less technology 
it's less take a pill to get the result. And it's much more build habits and practices into your life that are going to give you a safer life. Basically, (laughs) It's fitness, man. You got to put in the time at the gym to get the results and the diet, you know? Yeah. And the diet, no, the diet. (laughs) No, I dig it, man. Um, So I just real quick, I guess, let's go over some of those best practices people should look into, into having, you know, like there's, well, I guess password protection is one that we hit for sure. Yep. Um, and then what other things should people really be mindful of while they're online? If, on the if you want to take it to another level, what I would do is I would keep every time you sign up for a service, doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Write down on a spreadsheet, everything that you submitted to that service. So if they ask for your name, put your name in there, your email, your phone number, your address, what number did you provide them? Because when that company gets breached, you want to know what the attacker got from your data. Yeah. Interesting. So this and, is then, and then that along with, you know, the password, using a password manager, enabling two-factor authentication. Don't, don't use accounts that you don't need. If you don't need them, delete them. Go in there and delete your data. So don't leave data lying around. Yeah. I'll do because we have memberships and all kinds of things that we're plugged into that we haven't even thought about for years. Yeah. I, I find them all the time on myself, you know, little accounts that I forgot about here and there. And um, I'm pretty good about keeping my stuff that I want offline, offline, but every now and then I find one and I'm like, Whoa, that is scary. Yeah. Wow. That's huge. And while we're at it, for those of you who uh, have forgotten that you're on my Patreon. Thank you because you're making these things, <laughs> making all these podcasts possible. But for those of you who want to support my man, I have a Patreon account. You guys can just scroll to the bottom of this uh, blog on this webinar. You guys will see it, and it's awesome if you support what we're doing here. <laughs> and then just forget about it, and you'll just give me money every month. So it'll be great. <laughs> a cup of coffee. There you go. Yeah, it's just a cup of coffee month, man. I appreciate it. You know, we're taking over the world here. So this is this is the, the discipline. It's just like any other high quality result you get in life. It really comes from your habits. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing to convey to a client. You know, like the case that we had, it's like, yeah. this is what you got to do to fix your problem. And they're like, I don't want to do it. It's like, okay, then I I don't know what to tell you. Like, there's you can't pay me enough money to do it for you. This is something that you have to change about your life. Right. 100 <laughs> percent um, what about these, these little ads and things like that, that you get? I got sent one today that was like, you just, uh, won a hundred dollar gift certificate to Amazon. Click on the link, just click on the link and you yeah. get your certificate. What do you do about those, man? Is there anything you can do about them? What if you clicked on the link, the clickbait got you like, then what, what do you do and what could happen? What are those? You know, they've gone really bad lately and they're not just, <clears throat> they're not just targeted towards, towards certain people. I've noticed that I've had a significant increase in those to my own accounts. And it's kind of problemsome. Like if you have Verizon or T-Mobile, they'll tell you, you can just Google it. They'll give you a phone number to send or forward that text to as spam or phishing. And it'll they'll do some algorithm on it to try and reduce it. Or you could sign up for the, the do not call list. But unfortunately, these things are so good now and so common that my suggestion is for whatever email you get, let's say it's from Amazon or appears to be from Amazon, right? Just, just go to amazon.com yourself in a new browser and go check whatever notification you've got to check. I mean, that's where we're at right now with this. It's so bad. 
Interesting. Yeah, man. I mean, I just, once I see the notification, like you've just won a blah, 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 a trip million dollars. Then I like hop online and I Google yeah. what it says. And it's like, then you just won blah, blah, blah scam. And then it just says like, this is totally a scam, man. And I'm like, oh, cause I believe in good luck. So I'd be wanting to be like, oh, I just won something. <laughs> I'm the same way Then I'm like, no, nah, I don't fall for it. <laughs> yeah, like, don't you click it. Don't yeah. you can do it. Well, no. then, you know, on Monday morning, you get that call from whoever in your organization. They're like, did you open that email that we sent to you on purpose? And you're like, ah, oh, you yeah. got me. <laughs> exactly, man. Solid. So digital reset. So let's say you find your stuff. It's breached. You know, what's the kind of the, 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 the um, prescription we gave that last client? Digital yeah. reset. What does that protocol look like? If you're like, all right, I need to start fresh. In we'll, we'll do the basics. So basically, if you're talking a full reset, I mean, like, which is what we suggested. I don't yeah. know if they'll follow it, but um, you need fresh devices, new phone number, new credit cards, freeze your credit. All you know, all four technically bureaus. Um, so new phone, you're doing all new passwords with the password manager. You're, you're never providing that new phone number to anybody, period. You're going to use burner phones from now on or burner phone numbers. You're doing a new email address. You're using a, a postal service. You're not getting shipments to your house anymore. You're using the Amazon lockers at 7-Eleven to get your shipments. I mean, you are going full reset here. You're changing the name on your router in your house, your Wi-Fi. Wow. Full reset. Wow. Okay. It's a lot of work. <laughs> Yeah, man, that is a lot of work. And then you do a full reset like that. And you said burner phone. So you're not going to go back into the iPhone or the normal world of convenient phones at any point. Just yeah. The there's so there's a couple problems with it. Um, one, you might not be able to get any kind of utility service to take that phone number because they're going to say that's not a real cell phone number that's a voice over ip service like google voice and that doesn't work for us so you might get sucked into this process where they say no we need a true cell phone that uses the the sms protocol to get that text message right and so then you have to bring in burner phones because the reason why you don't provide your your cell phone number is so that if anyone were to track you down it would be by your phone number right or intercept your two-factor authentication codes. And that's like really hardcore stuff. But I'm sure that people would be after some of the the clients of this audience, you know? Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. What would you say are some of the hardest lessons you've learned in the field doing this type of work? (laughs) Um, Man. It's, it's tough work. I, the biggest lesson is that the human is the weakest link. And by that, I mean, security practices and also how hard is it for me to call you up after I know you've ordered pizza? Hey, you know, we had a problem with your order. What's your credit card number again? Social engineering. So the biggest problem in security and, and not even just cybersecurity, but security period is, is the human element. Yeah. Man, that's huge. What would you say? Let's dig into the social engineering stuff a little oh, bit. Yeah. 
but <laughs> uh, common social engineering attacks, penetration test type stuff that you see out there in that the matrix. Uh, well, one like building access, piggybacking, right? So someone goes up to use their prox card. I walk up with a heavy box and a lanyard with no card on it. I say, oh, I can't carry these boxes. Could you help me out? Let me in real quick. I've walked right through a secure door. So that social engineering, there's, um, you know, just in general, befriending people or trying to be somewhere else or creating a, a sense of urgency. So, hey, help me out real quick. I really need this information right away. I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z. Can you give me the last four of your social, you know? it's it's just the it's the oldest card in the book you know yeah. and and i know that there's crazy people following clients for the the type of audience that's listening that will trick their way into a phone call or time with them in person or a zoom call or whatever yeah. so it comes into play with everything yeah no that's interesting man that's kind of why you just have to be really, you have to be really aware of who it is that that's at the table, you know? And yeah. for us, it's difficult because a lot of times if that person gains the client's trust, you're just like along for the ride. You're like waiting for it to blow up. And you're just like, I don't like this guy. He's greasy. And you're just waiting for that moment when the client's like, I can't believe this happened. And you're like, all right, great. No. <laughs> really? Because I saw this happen, this happened, that yeah. happened. <laughs> mentioned this the other day and you told me to shut up. <laughs> like, yeah. No, and that I, goes down to the human thing. It's just yeah. a lot of your clients too, they have a, an ego side of it where that comes with wealth and power and money. And um, that's why it's so important for the work that you're doing and, and sharing this as a lifestyle for right. I am a professional. I do know how to protect you. So you should probably put more weight into listening to what I have to say. hundred percent. And then the same thing runs true, you know, cause we'll air this on the civilian facing side too. Yeah. The same thing runs true with families and with your kids as well. It's like realizing that they are the weakest link uh, with their technology and trying to teach them how to recognize those uh social engineering attacks and things like that yeah we'll call that a pro tip if i can't find anything on you or my target my my next place or maybe even my first place wife husband boyfriend girlfriend cousin anybody else if you don't have photos of yourself they've got photos of you up on the internet so yeah yeah. i I, uh ed calderon and his guys do a lot of this type of spooky stuff and they're always talking about in courses, you get the, you know, the agency guy or whoever's like the coolest dude in the room. And yeah, like, we can find you online anytime. And they're always like, no, nah, man, I'm totally blacked out. I've been on there. And, you know, they're all talking about how hard they are. And they're like, ah, you know, and they're like, okay, cool, 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 cool. And then the next day they show up at class and they're like, you live here, 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 and here. And the person, but you lived here, you live here, or there's your car, there's your license plate, you know, and they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And, you know, and then they finally dig into it. And it's almost always like, yeah, well, when, you know, Aunt Felda was over at your house for a barbecue a few years ago, she, you know, we went into the, you know, the, 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 the photos that you were tagged in. And then we, look to see where those things were located at and they do some spooky stuff. And it's not even that spooky. It's like actually just logic expanded beyond the person really. Yep. Um, and they get, they end up getting all your stuff after a few hours of just digging around online just by following the logic. Thinking outside the box, man. 
yeah man and it's 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 a thing so it's i'd say for and you know we just saw this actually i'd say two things man like for the family unit to protect yourself everyone has to have this mindset you have to yeah. make the assets out of your whole tribe yeah you know because the human is the weakest link so all of you guys are, are vulnerabilities essentially really if they don't have these this mindset or don't honor it um and then the thing we saw with with uh, Gaga the other day, um, <laughs> and the dog getting the the dog walker getting shot, you know. Yeah, I think private security professionals have to realize that uh, you take on a threat level relative to your client uh, just for being in their sphere of influence, for having access to them. Yeah, you have to take on somewhat of a threat level, and you have to realize that you've got to make sure everyone who's in the royal court that's around this king or queen is also using some operational security. We call it OPSEC, you know, because they are your weakest links. And with this dude, he, he had his own profile. He was like, I'm a dog walker to the stars. Apparently, you know, the dog, Gaga's dog had a profile, mm -hmm. was a high profile dog, you know? And so it was just begging for some type of thing, someone to take advantage of this information. Right. I forget who it was on maybe 10, 20 episodes ago, but you were talking to someone and they're like, you're like, you know, what's the first layer of defense or something? And he's like, social media. Like, right. <laughs> like it, it always is. I mean, we, yeah, man. there's nothing. I wish I could say that there's a solution or a way to stop it, but you just yeah. can't, you can't. What's well, it's, it's and even I feel I feel it too. I struggle with it sometimes too. There's some, I mean, if you want to dig back into the psychology of it, you know, and you get into operant conditioning and classical conditioning, you know, like the second I studied, started to get that master's in psychology, and I looked at my phone again, I was like, this is dangerous. Yeah, because you get that little dopamine ding when that little text message comes in. You see those likes little dopamine and you're like oh they love me they love me you know and and you start wanting to put stuff on there you start wanting to put your life on there and if you're not grounded in who you are beyond that oh my gosh it's insidious it's ultra ultra seductive and corrosive you know you'll sell your soul on that thing yeah you know and 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 you have these you know even with me with my family like i want to put family stuff up there and be like oh my family is this is my family but it's like nah bro <laughs> absolutely not you know it's like, yeah it's like no they don't need to know all that you know we, we got photo albums i don't know something <laughs> i'm notorious for making accounts and then deleting them and then creating them again just because yeah. i mean i go through i see all sides of it and i'm like yeah. what's convenient and like i'm a human right like i want to interact with people and i want to see my friends from high school on facebook but it's like yeah. man it's just you know at what point do you sacrifice your security for whatever, you know, thankfully I've, I've got the hard skills too, where it's like, okay, you know, it hits the fan. I can always fall back on that, you know? Oh, there you are. I think I lost you for a second there. Yeah. yeah. You were saying you have the hard skills too, where if it hits the fan, then I, I always fall back on that. You know what I mean? If someone's really after me. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. You got to have those things, man. Yeah. But it, it's, it's, you know, when we did our, our last protector symposium and we brought the, uh, we brought Basil Bazin, who we have an amazing episode. If you guys are in, I heard it, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's an amazing human. I love that guy. Yeah. Um, and he was just 
running people through like what happens online and all the different things. And all I got up there afterwards, I was like, and that's why you guys, that's why I only put my family online. <laughs> and everyone was yeah. like, I completely understand, you know? Um, I mean, just path of life stuff, you know, like, oh yeah, you've got this really cool X, Y, Z, you go to work at this. There's so much information you can get from people's lives that they give you. Right. Yeah, man. Are you say something? What happened? Or, oh no! I was going to say, oh. were you going to listen to that? Oh, I was just going to say, well, and and then in our field, too, with the fame and everything for the clientele comes some mental illness, and then maybe you're a security person who you know has has taken it too far. Like there is mental illness in this field for whatever reason, it finds its way to the cool things like executive protection and law enforcement and military and spec ops, and so there's. You know, that's kind of a hurricane of things that could happen there. Oh, yeah. Like, what do you mean? Uh, mental illness, go deeper into that. Well, the, on the side of stalking, right? So a person who's stalking a celebrity or client, whatever. But then also maybe someone who's suffering from schizophrenia or something where they might think they're being gaslighted or or that the government's after them and they see a blinking light on their phone and they think that that's, you know, the government listening in. Or is that mental illness? And so I've fielded a lot of those calls where it's, I'm seeing this suspicious activity, someone's hacked into my account. And then on deeper dive, it's like, you know, maybe there's some more going on there that hasn't been addressed yet. Yeah. Within the person. Yes. I I mean, especially around, um, especially around uh, faith-based operations. Yeah. I've been with that for years, you know, because, it just has, it's, you know, faith-based organizations are, they're, they're hospitals for people that are hurting and that are looking for a place yeah. and they welcome them to help them. But then with that comes, you know, the schizophrenia. And I can't tell you how many people we've apprehended that genuinely believe they're not, they're not even really bad people, but they genuinely believe that, you know, they got a message from God and they need to kidnap the pastor and use his money to take his private jet and go fight the Antichrist if they need to do that or, or, they had a dream that they need to stop them or, you know, that, and all these different things. So that's, that's another thing that has definitely, definitely happens in our industry and, and in the world too, man, you know, you'll, you'll find a lot of really mixed up people out there, especially in the online space, trying to do some nefarious things. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. What would you say is your proudest moment doing this work in the digital game? Oh man. I have, uh, I have a lot of them. There's a lot of, a lot of things that, and it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, name one, let me think of it, you know, but um, I have a, you know, I've got awards for things I've done and been involved with um, projects that I've done that I probably can't talk about, but there's a lot of things in our field and I, and by the field, I mean, digital forensics and intelligence and stuff that um, they don't go discovered or talked about, right? So you see these massive data breaches or the prevention of such or a cyber attack or whatever that was going to bring down the power grid. And there's someone that's pushing buttons on a computer that stopped that. You know what I mean? Um, I've been involved in, in some really crazy intelligence projects that I developed where uh, we've, I'm trying to be careful, where we've pulled data that has probably saved or definitely saved cops lives from being shot or assassinated. Um, there's just crazy things that 
it's that dark world, you know, that no one, it doesn't make the news. No one talks about it, but there's people like me and others, a lot of others that are preventing a lot of very bad things online every day from the intelligence that they gather and share. Man, that's huge. That's all, you know, that's that, that's that unsung hero. That's that, you know, that's that, the, the sheep have the luxury of never knowing what it takes to, to, to keep them, you know, so innocent. (laughs) Right. You know, yeah, there's so much in the background, you know. Yeah, always just chaos is just down there swimming around, man, waiting to come up every once in a while. Yeah. And our heroes keep it, keep them at bay, man. That's why we've got to be good at what we do. We got to be formidable, you know, first and foremost. That's awesome, man. Proud of you. Likewise. Uh, no, thanks, man. It's been good to watch, you know, the growth, you know, just, you know, for me to come up in the game and then see where you're at. I'm like, heck yeah, man, from all the way back from nutrition zone or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> these past, these past two years have been crazy for, for you and I both, as far as how we, how we reconnected. And I was still a little baby up there doing public speaking and trying to teach cops how to do crazy stuff and uh, to see where you've come with your, your podcast and business. So. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. Heck yeah. Let's see. We got a few closing questions. What do you Go. want next, Eric? What are you What are you looking at next, man? Oh man, you know what? Um, I'm looking forward to more of more of this. Like, I've got my job. I love my company. Great company. Um, I love the work I do. I love teaching, which I didn't know I liked doing. To be honest, I'm totally scared of public speaking. So for yeah. me, that was a hump I got over, and that led to all this. But the next thing for me, I really want to get into, I think, like more of this stuff, like the problem solving. I like when you call me and you say, hey, can you do this or make this go away? And I'm like, yes, I can. I can do that. I love that, too. Yeah, I just I love the security industry. And, and to me, security means like freedom from stress and risk and worry that could be financial or it doesn't have to be physical security, me bolting yeah. my door at night. It could be, is someone going to come after my bank account? So I just, I just want to grow and continue in this overall security field. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. And then I think you're one of the pioneers of it, man. I think you're spearheading some awesome things, especially with the things you sent me on that menu of, of things. That came <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Of a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> really valuable things man so it's awesome yeah what would you say is your favorite quote mantra you know what i uh i was hoping you wouldn't ask me that because i didn't flip through my quotes but i'll do this instead i'll hold up my coffee cup for those that are watching it says nobody cares work harder boom i love that quote i would literally if social media the algorithms didn't work the way they do i would post that every single day yeah just be my morning post no one cares work harder yeah become strong become formidable and then change things you know what I'm right saying? like no one cares <laughs> when and then everyone will care what your story is Good to go. right heck yeah man i love that dude uh how would you well, let's see habit a good habit that you think people should implement that can make them better protectors or improve the quality of their life or maybe their digital protection any of those read things? read man Turn off the news and read. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like, for example, um, I, I shut off like the news like that is off my phone. If I yeah. need to know about something, it's a Google alert and it comes to my email when it happens. So um, I don't, I don't do the news, man. I like to read fitness for sure. Take care of yourself and find a hobby, like do something that's not work related. 
<laughs> yes. You know? <laughs> so real, man. I mean, that people ask me how I uh, hammer so much, so long, so often. And it's like, yeah. I literally have a very deliberate, uh, like I have a deliberate play schedule, deliberate sleep schedule. I sleep from 11 to four, just works for me. I can do that. I'm mm -hmm. so motivated for my other stuff. It makes sense. And then I, you know, Saturdays I shoot my competitions, man. And it just is like my one thing. And then I watch some UFC with my boys and Sundays I, you know, and then I, I spend time with the family and then every night, two hours, I watch like a movie. Yep. <laughs> and that's how I keep myself from, you know, becoming resentful at how hard I'm working, you know? Right. And, and all that stuff. That's huge, man. Like the little things that people don't think are so important are like really huge advice, man. That's good stuff. Yeah. How would you like to be remembered? What's it all for, brother? Well, now my son on the way, right? Son and wife. So I just, uh, you know, I listened to the way that my wife talks about her granddad and all the things that he did. He was shot down in a plane and survived on an island for like just a badass dude, right? Yeah. And they always talk about how kind he was and how loving and just a good dude. And that's how I want to be remembered. Not for, you know, no one's going to say on their deathbed, I wish I had more time to work, right? They yeah. just want to be remembered for the important things. And so, yeah, I want to be remembered for being a good husband and good dad. Heck yeah, man. Those are the things that matter. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. And then I find that the most legit dudes are like that, man. Like when I'm, when I interact with guys and when I interview guys, when I work for clients, you know, like, it's like, I find that the people that are the, that have gone through the most have clawed their way up to success themselves, not their kids, usually their kids, Yes, it's difficult to create a high quality human being in the lap of, lap of luxury. It's actually a pretty solid uh, billionaire problem. Like it's a quality problem you got to figure yeah. out. But, uh, nonetheless, you know, I, I definitely find in those war fighters that I interview that have done amazing things, you know, um, they're always the meekest, uh, nicest, you know, most approachable, uh, non unhealthy ego, you know, people that I run into, man, salt of the earth. That's good stuff. Yeah. I agree. There's a lot of good ones and a lot of bad ones in the field. <laughs> yeah, 100%, man. And the yeah. ones are still trying to prove things to themselves. That's usually the issue. Yeah. <laughs> what are you up to these days and where can people find you, brother? Um, right now, well, I'm just doing uh, I'm doing my thing, man. I came over to the new company in July. I'm loving it. I'm ready for travel. I start traveling in April, looking on my calendar. So um, yeah. I'm going to be hitting the hitting the road, moving around, traveling. You awesome. can find me on Twitter at Eric Schmidt. My name is spelled funny. So E-R-I-C-H-S-C-H-M-I-D-T. My LinkedIn profile is there too. I got off the gram. Uh, I still have some some covert accounts. I'm still following you all. So, uh, right, you know, I'm still around. Yeah. If you're a person that has blinking lights in your pocket or antennas sticking out of your backpack. I know that there's a bunch of you that listen to this podcast. Let's connect. Let's do some things. Let's do some work for this, this field and, uh, light and for Byron here, man, this, this is a good, good security sector. I appreciate that, man. No, that's awesome. I appreciate that. That's the, it's been in a way, wait, wait, I got one more question. Dude, oh, okay. What's up with these accounts I'd be getting friend requests from that are all like fine chicks with like only 12, with only like 12 pictures. Although, is that like Russia? Is it just people trying to penetrate test me? You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's probably me, bro. <laughs> you know, like, like, you know, are those bots or are they like actual like people? I don't know. I'm always uh, like, 
Yeah, man, it's two ways. It could be someone trying to, to poach you. And I, I've done a lot of work like that, right? Covert accounts. Yeah. And um, what's the easiest way to, to friend a dude, right? Hot chick account. So, yeah. yeah. So it's it could be either um, just, you know, bots or they call them, I think they're called seeding accounts where you just try and get followers, right? And then you sell them for profit. So that could be what's going on. Yeah, that's probably exactly what's going on. Yeah. But I have some understanding. Yeah, well, if, you, if a lot of your clients and your audience is getting those those hits it's probably it's probably me trying to add you <laughs> <laughs> right good to go solid brother well man it's an honor to be able to have this have this time with you man i'm happy i'm proud of you i'm glad we get to work together and yeah um, likewise no man thank you so much man i appreciate you Tell me thank you time. yeah brother boom Yo, if you're a private security professional wanting to take your game to the next level, go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to check out my personal success package for private security professionals. Check it out, executiveprotectiontrainingday.com. And remember, y'all, hard skills do save lives, but soft skills get you paid. Boom. Boom. And to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place. Do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can, because it makes all of these things possible. Thanks for those contributions. Yo, and before we go, you know, I got a shout out to the sponsors, starting out with Primary Weapon Systems, PWS. They truly are the evolution of the rifle. Use Byron for 10% off. Gray Man and Company, the most comfortable tactical suits in the game. Use Byron for 10% off with them. Until the next podcast, this is Byron Rogers, protected by nature and by trade. Out.